guys, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch the podcast. I just wanted to say that for the first time ever, I like listen to myself through my phone through the podcast app. And I feel like there's something wrong with my sound. I don't know what it is, but hopefully I'll be getting a new mic soon. Right now I use like a $20 microphone from Amazon and there's one that's $120 that I've wanted for a while, but I just have to kind of like save up a little bit more before I buy it and hopefully that like helps with the sound I don't know I just I feel like I sound weird but it could just be me I can't explain it I don't even know like how I sound weird because I've I tried to mess with all the settings on my little recording thing and I couldn't figure it out I'm lucky I know how to edit this thing but again thank you so much for tuning in and I've gotten a couple more reviews on the podcast on like the apple podcast app thing Thank you guys so much for taking time just to do them. I don't know. I I just appreciate that you guys even like care to do it, that you care to tune in weekly, that you care to follow my page. It's just it's really wild still to me that you guys support the page and all that. And I'm kind of just rambling, but I have to say I'm so excited. I forget which follower I was talking to. And I hate to say like follower. I don't know. I just feel like that's really impersonal. But I forget the at name and I'm sorry about that. But we did agree that this episode is like our Super Bowl, right? These last few episodes, they really go in. But this one is where it all starts and I'm so excited. We all know the episode title, right? I think we should all know it. I saw you kiss her. But it should just be called I saw you kiss Jessica. This episode is just incredible. Let's be real. This episode walked so every other episode of reality TV from this point on could run. I'll be the first to say that this episode does start off like a little slow in my opinion, but the drama hits you like an avalanche. So we start off with finding out that there was a landslide in Bluebird Canyon, which is where Dieter and Steven lived. And of course, young activist Trey asks if anyone is raising money for them. And we find out that Trey and Elsie are putting together a benefit. Let's say it all together. What is the benefit called, guys? I have to give them credit. That actually is like a really, really catchy name. So it makes sense to me that like Dieter, Trey, and I guess Lauren. Well, Trey, I guess Trey and Lauren, they're in fashion and stuff. But in my opinion, that's still marketing. And Dieter markets hotels. So I can definitely see... How they got into that role just by that one name, Fight the Slide 2005. All right, so are you guys ready? Because I'm ready. We all know that the drama in this episode is like nine bonfire episodes thrown in with a fiesta kind of episode. I mean, what a perfect storm of drama. (laughs) Teens drinking (laughs) and just Jason kissing people he shouldn't be kissing. Jessica kissing people she shouldn't be kissing. It's a beautiful mess. So it starts off with Dieter and Jess talking about the event. They talk about how they'll have bands, a live auction, a silent auction, and also a fashion show. And Jessica's kind of in charge of getting the models together. She He goes... You can call Lauren because I know you guys are really close. And she quickly says, I've never been close with Lauren. So they're like setting the scene, right? We we know something's going on with Lauren. Well, we kind of know, I guess. And then Dieter asks about Jason and just says they still talk and he gets all pissed. He's like, what's wrong with you? Why would you still talk to him? But she kind of brushes it under the rug. She's like, I mean, we just say hi to each other or whatever. So it kind of makes me wonder if they filmed this after the kiss. 
Like if MTV was like, no, we need to set this up more. You, Dieter, you go to Jessica's and we're going to film like you haven't talked about this yet. Because in my opinion, that makes a little bit more sense. Because again, it's setting the scene so perfectly. But that's actually a question I never asked Jessica or Dieter. So I'm not 100% sure. Now we're brought back to Trey's backyard for a Fight the Slide 2005 brainstorming session with what I feel is like a random group of people, kind of. There's Elsie, Steven, Talon, Polster, Alex M, Trey, Taylor, Dieter, and Cedric. And of course, some of those names make sense together. I mean, Alex M, Cedric, Taylor, Cedric and Talon, Elsie, Steven, Polster, Trey, Dieter. They all kind of make sense in like separate groups, but as a whole group, you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting to see. They're all talking about different clothes sizes, and I kind of hate this. Taylor goes, oh, I want a small. And then Alex goes, I'll, I'll take a medium because I like my things big. And I mean... For tops, I'm an XL, and, like, I feel weird saying that out loud, especially in high school around a bunch of boys. So that part just kind of, like, hit home a little bit for me with Alex M, and you could tell she didn't want to say she was a medium, basically. But they're all figuring out, like, clothes sizes, the posters, and Elsie's in charge of the posters, the food, the music, and we find out that Alex M and Talon are actually performing. So exciting. And if you didn't have... Hello or Somewhere Dead in Hollywood as your MySpace song. I am disappointed in you. (laughs) I know MySpace hasn't been around for a while, but I'm really disappointed in you. Okay, I'm not mad, just disappointed. Then we get a little Laguna montage looking for donations and they're succeeding. It looks like they go to like get some paintings. They get Rob Machado's surfboard signed from Surf and Sport. And I hope Rob Machado is the right way to pronounce his name. I kind of forget. Then there's some clothes being donated. It just seems like the whole town is really in on this Fight the Slide 2005 idea, which is awesome. I think it's really important to raise money for your community, especially if they have gone through a devastating loss. So they probably felt the same way, even though they didn't exactly love Laguna Beach, the show. I'm sure at this point they were like, oh, wait, we can really help our community with this. Now we're at Kristen's house after the little Laguna montage. And Jess is asking Alex and Kristen to model with her. They both say yes. And Kristen asks who's in charge. And it's kind of a long clip, but it's just amazing. Kristen cracks me up, guys. And I've said that before. But her little, like, moments make me laugh so hard especially in this episode but she says a couple things and I'm just like damn you're funny Kristen is really funny there's no denying that who's in charge of this whole benefit thing Trey you're like fave person ever which one (laughs) I have a couple Lauren so Jason's gonna be there (laughs) I think you guys like each other I don't still like you Maybe it's actually Jessica who's funny when she's like, do you not know big words? I don't know. Again, it's just like natural things that would happen between friends. If I don't make fun of you, then I'm not your friend. (laughs) I do. I pick on people and sometimes they don't like it. If I make fun of you and you tell me not to make fun of you, I'll stop. But it's how I show love. It's how my family shows love. It's very, it really makes sense about like everything about me that my whole family's like that, I think. (laughs) Now we're at dress rehearsal time and we see Heidi again. But she's joking with Kristen and a lot of people had like questions about Heidi and how she even got involved with Laguna and all this stuff. 
And even like Steph Pratt said that Heidi went to the same college as Lauren to try and meet her. But I don't know how the timeline with that would work because I'm pretty sure season one of Laguna aired while Lauren was still was in her first semester. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure. I wish I knew the timeline better. I wish either of them would talk to me so I could ask that, even though they probably wouldn't speak of each other. But in my opinion, it just proves that they all did party together. You know, Kristen and Lauren did go out together and Heidi was best friends with Lauren. So she'd come along and she got along with Kristen as well. And we know that Kristen and Brody introduced Spencer and Heidi. So there's a lot of different layers here. But I think at the end of the day, Heidi was like better friends with Lauren and Jem Bunny. So I feel like that's why MTV was like, no, get Heidi and Lauren or whatever. I don't know. I don't know all the logistics or anything. And a few people have asked me if I believe that like Heidi looked for Lauren to become friends with her, to become famous. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it would make sense, especially because how quick like fame went to her head and it seemed like something she always wanted. But I'm not 100% sure what her intentions were. All right, back to the dress rehearsal. We see Elsie and Jason kissing, so we have to remember that these two are happily together. Elsie and Jason are still living in this happy little world, but we know it's not going to last for long, guys. And it seems like Elsie already dislikes Jessica a lot just by how she speaks to her. So I don't know if there were like other things going on and maybe she knew Jason was talking to Jessica. But just listen to her explain what a dress rehearsal is to Jessica. I have to actually be in the outfit? Yeah, we're all putting outfits on. Right now? Wait, all four of them? Wait, no This is a dress rehearsal. Are you serious? What do you think a dress rehearsal is? I don't pretend. Goodness. Your most casual outfit. I don't know which one's my most casual outfit yet. Honestly, listening to that clip, I'd be kind of annoyed with Jessica, too. She just seems so whiny. And you're kind of like, all right, Jessica, like, just put on your outfit. Listen to Elsie. But the tension's already building like crazy. And, of course, when you're watching this, like, back in the day, we saw the previews and it showed Jason kissing Jessica in front of Elsie. And you're like, here we go. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> Little freshman me is like, I don't know what I'm going to do if Elsie's hurt. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But even though we have all of that Jessica and Lauren drama, there's still a lot happening at this dress rehearsal. We have... Mr. Talon asking if he can play two songs and Trey's kind of like, um, we only have 15 minutes. You have 15 minutes. So whatever you can play in the 15 minute slot, that's what will work. And I have to say at this point, I think Talon's kind of like a big deal because I'm pretty sure he was dating Lindsay Lohan. And if he wasn't dating her, he was still in like LA living the dream, trying to make it big as a singer, trying to make it big as an actor. And I give him a lot of credit for that. I really feel like if there was Instagram, Talon would be thriving as an Instagram influencer. And it's funny, the other day, Wells Adams, who was on The Bachelor, he's engaged to Sarah Hyland. He was like, I walked so Tyler C could run, meaning like with Gigi Hadid. And I have to say, Talon is the one who walked so all of them could run. Talon dated Lindsay Lohan. He dated Britney Snow. He dated Nicole Schwartzinger. Did I say her last name right? Pussycat Dolls, Nicole. He was linked to like Hilary Duff. I mean, Talon dated everyone early 2000s other than Hayden Panettiere. Stephen Coletti dated her for like two years. But when I saw Wells Adams tweet that, I was like, no. Let me tell you who paved the way for all of you. So the dress rehearsal really starts when Boyfriend by Ashley Simpson starts playing. 
And they all start walking up and down the runway, you know, trying to do their thing. And there are a lot of Jason and Jessica moments. And Jason keeps flirting with Jessica. They're also all drunk. (laughs) Not as drunk as they were for Fight the Slide 2005, like, opening night, which we're going to get to. But they're, like, pretty buzzed. But Jason's saying things like, hi, babe. And Jessica's just kind of, like, smiling at him and laughing at it. And she brings it up to Kristen. She's like, he's acting so weird. He's acting like he likes me. And then Kristen, (laughs) as Kristen does, she goes, maybe you guys are just really good friends. And her, Alex H., and Jessica all kind of crack up. And then that's the end of the rehearsal. And we're in the car with Kristen, Alex, and Jessica, and they're driving away from the rehearsal. And they all agree that Polster got really hot. I think Alex H. is the one who's like, some guys, when they get older, they just get hot. And Kristen's like, yeah, well, that's what happened to Polster, which I think we all agree with. Even though Polster, like, I don't think I'd ever want to have a conversation with him. Super hot. And they ask Jessica, you know, they play like, who would you rather? And Alex H. asks Kristen, she's like, Trey or Polster and Kristen's like Polster I would pick Trey but that's my own personal opinion and then they asked Jessica Jeff or Jason and she picks Jason so what was it about Jason do you think that made like all these girls fall head over heel in love with them I really think it's the chin strap when you're in high school you see a man who can grow a full beard or like a almost full beard and you're like wow what are you who are you I need to get to know you <laughs> I think he looked 35, so maybe if you have daddy issues, like Jason's the guy you want to be with. I don't know. But I do think it's the bad boy factor. Everybody thinks they can change him, even if they can't change him. They think that that's how it's going to go. So now, next morning, we're getting ready with Kristen, Alex, and Jessica. And basically, they're all talking shit about Elsie and Jason. And Kristen is wearing the Pillow Talk is Extra shirt, which is available in the Laguna Beach merch. Link in bio. (laughs) I had to say it. You know, I had no choice. I had a choice, but I decided decided to make it just like about the shirt okay I'm so sorry but yeah they're just like she's not the smartest cookie when it comes to boys that's something Alex H says a couple times but they're all really excited to see Talon sing and then Jessica just goes do you think he'd actually be good poor Talon pre-show prep so like that's how they end the last scene they're like do you think he'd actually be good at singing but then we get to some pre-show prep and we all love pre-show prep there's a lot of makeup work and Jason's talking to Jess about wanting to get touched up And while he's talking to Jess, he's also like talking into a fan. Very third grade of him. But there are moments where I wish that I could just be like entertained by talking into a fan like I used to when I was younger. I could still probably do it, to be honest. It doesn't take like a ton to entertain me at this point. (laughs) I will speak into a fan for hours. But we find out that Dieter's the MC, Jason is wasted, and and Talon is apparently called T-squared in Laguna. Dieter introduces him. He's like, I want to introduce Talon, better known as T-squared. And I'm like, wait, I like that. I call him T-dubs, I guess. I guess that doesn't work because it's not a W. T-squared works. All right, T-squared works. So he comes on and... He sings this beautiful ballad called Somewhere Dead in Hollywood. As I said before, if this wasn't your MySpace song, you're a liar. But like his friends are so mean. Talon singing and literally everyone's just laughing at him. But I give him credit. I mean, he's he might not be the best singer in the world, but he went up there with confidence. And that's something I like to call big dick energy. BDE. I don't know if that's still a thing, but Talon over Pete Davidson any day.
of course, that is when Jessica's being a very rude girl. She's sitting on everybody's laps and just being disrespectful <laughs> in general. Now, I will say that I hate that they kind of took away the moment of the Kelly Clarkson of Laguna Beach, a.k.a. Alex M. It was such a pivotal moment and she provided the soundtrack, so maybe it's not so bad. But LC kind of sits Jason down and he's like, I love you, I'm obsessed with you, and he's mad that she doesn't trust him. And let's be clear, Elsie, these are signs Jason is cheating on you, in the words of Kristen Cavallari. But again, the background of this. Hey. But on another note, I want to say the way that Taylor and Morgan S. support Alex is like straight up beautiful. I love all their friendship. Like the three of them are still besties. They're still best friends. And I think it's so cool. And I mean, Taylor and Morgan introduced Alex. And then when she finished, they all the two of them like jumped up and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they go so crazy for their best friend. And I'm just like, you know what? That's really cool. Like, that's the kind of support I need in my life. I need people like Taylor and Morgan following me around at all times. By the way, I have been drinking. (laughs) Typically, I'm very sober doing the podcast, but right now I have a few drinks in me. And I just want to say that I want to make it. Last night I did a live and someone was like, you should do a podcast when you're a little drunk. And I'm like, okay, now I'm a little drunk and I'm doing a podcast. So now they're getting ready for like full on fashion show time. And Lauren is just dunzo with Jess. She cannot handle her because she's a rude girl. She's sitting on everybody's laps. Okay, well, well, you should know that. All right, that's my Elsie impression, but now you're going to hear the real thing. I can't, I can't even look at me funny. I know you're a very rude girl. You're sitting on everyone's laps and you're dancing around. You need to be sure you're Oh, you should know that, okay? So you just want to put your makeup on. I'm trying to, I can't even talk to her. She's like a two-year-old right now. Just, just, just fix her makeup, put her in clothes, and make her walk. She falls down and falls. I gotta say, though, Elsie handled that really well. I feel like she handled it better than I would have handled it. But I feel like Elsie kind of has her shit together a little bit more than I have my shit together, even at, like, how old was she here? 19? And then after this, what does Jessica do? She goes and finds Jason. And she's like, I've been looking for you. And he's like, no, no, it's chill. I don't know. I feel like they just threw in a bunch of random voiceovers. But then you see Jessica kind of lean in and Jason grab the back of her head and kiss her. And Lauren sees the whole thing. Like, I mean, my heart broke for Lauren. If it was me, my heart would have like shattered to pieces. And she walked over and like fainted on a chair, which, you know, was maybe a little bit dramatic. But I think in that moment, Lauren really deserved to be dramatic. That's just how I feel about it. I, I don't know. I feel like Lauren gets a lot of hate for being dramatic. And I'm like, uh, 
she just watched her boyfriend kiss his ex-girlfriend so she can be dramatic. But Lauren pulls it together and the fashion show starts. It's weird because they're all like in a hallway lined up getting ready to walk the runway at the fashion show. And Jason's like kissing on Jessica's cheek. And Taylor kind of looks at them like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Taylor has so many good facial reactions in this scene I didn't know her and Lauren were like close at all and maybe they weren't close but they could like get along really well if that makes sense and it seems like Lauren talks to her a little bit but the whole time Taylor's face is just like what the hell is going on I actually can't believe I live here (laughs) so a couple memorable fashion moments after the kiss of course Cedric in his Speedo. Heidi and Kristen share a kiss at the end of the runway. But I remember being like so shook and being like, oh my God, those two girls just kissed each other. And then, I don't know, there's a moment that Dieter has like nine hats. And then there's a moment with Polster walking down and you realize how hot he is. And Jason can barely keep his eyes open and we keep seeing little flashes of Frankie Delgado. (laughs) And now we have the get the hell away from me. Lauren didn't want to ruin the fashion show, which I give her a lot of credit for. That's very professional of her. She didn't want to mess it up. So Jason goes to find her because he's like, what are you doing? You're so crazy. What are you doing? That's how he talks because he's so fucked up. And it's so weird now because you hear his voice and you're like, whoa, that's what Jason sounds like. (laughs) Like you're used to him sounding not okay. And we love a glow up. We love that he's sober. We love that he's happy. But Jen promises to keep Jason away from Lauren. And Lauren's like, I want to hit him so bad right now. If it was me, if I was that friend, I'd be like, hit him. Do it. I don't condone violence, though, I guess. So don't hit him. But like scream at him. Get angry. That's what I would say. I'd be like, no, go tell him off. Go let him know. Maybe don't hit him. Maybe don't hit. Let's not hit people. But let's hit them with our words. And this is the chaos that occurs after Jem Bunny promises to be a good friend and keep Jason away from her. And in that moment, we all wanted to marry Dieter. I think we all realized that we need a Dieter in our life. And I still need a Dieter in my life. (laughs) I still need to find like a positive, supportive friend like that. Like guy friend who you can just talk to about everything that's going on. But like I said, in that moment, I think we all fell in love with Dieter just a little bit. And Jason kind of stays away. And Dieter's ready to risk it all. Dieter's ready to fist fight Jason. I don't think Dieter would win. But he would definitely try. And I give him credit for that. Again, not condoning violence. But (laughs) I keep talking about like punching Jason in the face. But I feel like we all wanted to. We wanted to be like, Jason, what the fuck are you thinking? How dare you hurt the queen of Laguna? So Dieter like goes over to Jason and Cedric. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? What happened? What happened? And Jason's like, I don't know. She forced herself on me. He kept saying that. He's like. It's all Jessica. She forced herself on me. There's nothing I could do. He just kept trying to like play the victim and stuff. And 
He wasn't. He wasn't innocent. He wasn't that innocent in the words of Britney Spears. But Dieter ends up calling Jessica and Jessica's like, that's funny. When would I have ever kissed Jason? And Jason's like, I said we did kiss, but it's your fault. And I wonder if she's just like so fucking drunk. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, no, I didn't kiss him. Whatever. That wasn't real. (laughs) That wasn't a thing that happened. But then Elsie, I think this is like a big Elsie moment. She actually yells at Dieter for yelling at Jessica. And I feel like a lot of season one, you know, we're blaming Kristen or Elsie, never Steven. But Elsie took a big step and she blamed Jason. She's like, nope, it wasn't Jessica. It does take two to tango. It does take two to kiss. But that's kind of how the episode ends. I mean, it's such a insane episode. There's so many different like levels to it. And everyone's involved which I think is good there's a lot of season one cast a lot of in all of season two basically we're introduced to Heidi I mean it's just it's so crazy it's so crazy to think that like that was all real too Jason comments somebody asked if it was real and I had asked Jessica previously if it was real and she said yeah unfortunately it was but Jason commented saying yeah it was 100% real drama so again I commented and asked like if people in high school drink like at your school because again I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, they were so drunk. But I don't know if it's because now we're older watching it and you didn't realize how drunk they were in 2005 when you were like however old you were. So I think it's a little bit of both. And I didn't drink in high school. I think I've said that like a 100 times on this podcast. I'm sorry. I probably sound like a parrot repeating myself. But I didn't drink in high school. But I was very, very aware that kids were drunk all the time at my school. I, I know I mentioned a kid right before graduation he got caught DUI on school property and then I remember this girl who wasn't drinking they like pulled her out of class and stuff because she had a water bottle with um like lemonade like crystal light lemonade and they made her do like a breathalyzer and a drug test not drug test like a walking test you know what I mean DUI test I don't know when you have to walk straight line and like hit your nose They made her do that. So my school was very bizarre. Lots of drugs, lots of drinking. Like, okay, so my school was like people messing up on their parents' money, which is a quote from Morgan, Morgan, not Morgan S, regular Morgan (laughs) in season one. My, that's exactly what my town was like. And, but there was like, it was weird because they were like the really, really rich kids. And then like middle class, I guess I would consider myself like lower middle class, but there was, there was a big gap between like the not rich kids and like the rich kids, if that makes sense. And I remember during class once some kid just put up lines of cocaine and snorted them right in, right in biology when I was a sophomore. I was like, what the fuck? So I don't know if just I've been exposed to like a lot of drugs and drinking compared to like people in other parts of the country. I'm not 100% sure, but I think about that a lot. And I guess rewatching it, you do notice how drunk they are. So you're kind of surprised. But then people are like, why? How do they get alcohol? And I'm like, if a high schooler wants to drink, guess what? They're going to drink. I feel like kids at my school started drinking like eighth grade, probably. Maybe even younger. I don't know. But I remember like hearing more about it in eighth grade and like seeing pictures on MySpace with them like holding a like natty ice or something. (laughs) But yeah, this was definitely a Super Bowl episode and I hope I covered it well I know that there's like so many things going on I I I get excited so sometimes I forget things (laughs) I will 100% say that I know that the voice some of the clips weren't like the clearest and I apologize for that for the hills hopefully the the clips I use are better because it's not all like because they have better technology right (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. But I will say Cammie is going to be on the podcast soon. We haven't set a date, but she is going to be on it. And we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, not just Laguna, kind of like how I, Alex H and I did our interview where it was like stuff about things we didn't see. And, you know, she wanted to talk about her parents' divorce and stuff like that and kind of give people some insight. So I think Cammy will be like that as well. And I'm excited. Hopefully some really cool news that I can talk about in the next few months. So bear with me. I am. It's hard for me to keep a secret. But I know if I tell this one, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> so I know to keep it. Like when um, Kristen. So when I interviewed Kristen, I knew all about Very Cavallari because I had to sign a whole bunch of shit. And keeping that secret was so hard. <laughs> Like, it was so hard to keep that secret, especially because there are cameras everywhere. And then when I was doing, like, my stories at the store opening, I I was asked to, like, keep the cameras out of your stories. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm not sure when Barry Cavallari's coming back. It'll be interesting to see how they switch it up. I know Colby's still in it. I know Brittany's still on it. But I think it's probably going to be mainly focused on, like, Kristen and her group of friends, which is interesting because I feel like I don't connect to any of them. And I don't know if it's because, like, I'm not at that point in my life, like, having kids or anything. I'm 28. I know that, like, a lot of people are parents by 28. Give you guys a lot of credit because, like, there's no way I could ever be a parent right now. And I'm very aware of it. But I just feel like I don't relate to her friends, which sucks. Whereas, like, with the retail girls, they're around our age. I feel like I relate to them going out and having fun and getting stupid and saying, like, stupid things in the heat of the moment. But I know a lot of people don't feel that way about Very Cavallari. They either, like, absolutely hate it or they're like, get rid of the shop girls. Give me all Jay and Kristen. Which, I again, I think they need to kind of figure out where they're going. This is the third season. I can't believe it's the third season. I don't know if it'll get picked up for a fourth. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I know like all the Barstool guys watch it because of Jay. So I said I would give a glimpse of the dark days of Kelly. And I was going to like wait until next week because this episode's already like pretty long. But I figured I might as well. I'd say like ages 21 to 23 if you met me, you would have been like, holy shit, what is wrong with that girl? She's out of her mind maybe no 20 not 20 I didn't I was still like pretty good at 20 I wouldn't like get too crazy but I don't know I was I was telling people at well one woman at work who I who I work with she sits right across from me we were just talking about like stupid things we did and I think one of the dumbest my best friend Miley who I'm still like super close with she's awesome she's kind of the one who like (laughs) who like guided me (laughs) through my drinking journeys (laughs) but we've both grown up (laughs) we were both not psychos anymore but one night we were at karaoke and it was like midnight one o'clock and I wanted to meet this guy from plenty of fish and I was like meet us at Plymouth Rock (laughs) like like so stupid and they ended up meeting us and I walked in at 4 30 in the morning and I just remember being like please do not wake my family up like I need to be so quiet because I would have got yelled at pretty heavily. And and I feel like American culture teaches you that when you drink, you have to get wasted, right? Like I grew up watching Laguna Beach, The Hills. Then Jersey Shore came along. I watched Real World and nobody drank like good. Like no one was just like, okay, I'll have a few drinks and that'll be that. No, it's like you're going to go balls to walls. Ugh, did I just say that? I'm sorry. That's such a gross saying. You're going to go as hard as you can and that's that. And that's what I did. Like, I would just be a psycho. I'd be so crazy. And I'm so lucky. Like, I used to get a little mouthy when I drank. I'm so lucky I've never got, like, really hurt. I did. I did get punched in the face on my 23rd birthday. 
It's funny now. <laughs> it was funny in the moment too. But I was wasted. And we're at this bar called T-Bones in Plymouth. And T-Bones is exactly what you think a T-Bones would be. Like kind of a gross bar, but it had a dance floor. And like that was like your end of the night spot. That's where you go when you're all wasted and you just want to dance to not even great music. He used to, the DJ would always play that engine engine number nine on the New York transit line. Always. Like, I feel like he would play that four times in like an hour. Like that was his jam. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, I don't hear it. Actually, I only heard it at T-Bones. Anyway, back to me getting punched in the face. It was my birthday, like I said. And this guy like shoved a girl and I I like stepped in between. I'm like, don't do that. And then he just hit me in the face. But I was so drunk. My face kind of like went with it. So it didn't hurt. Yeah. So that was that. That was my 23rd birthday. I want to say it was my 20, 22nd or 23rd. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, my 21st birthday in Vegas, I fell asleep during it. There are pictures of me in like a neon dress passed out with the Palms Hotel sign behind me. And this isn't me trying to brag about like being drunk. I just want to like say that quick. I just want you all to know that if you've done dumb shit when you're drunk, you're not alone. <laughs> We've all done it. And that's one thing I will say. Never drunk shame your friends. It, it's okay. We all we all get stupid. We all get drunk. Also, never leave your friends when they're drunk. Luckily, my friends have never left me. Like, there have been plenty of moments where they could have been like, this bitch needs a seat. Like, go away. But in Nashville, I'll see, like, bachelorettes leave one of their little party members, one of their bachelorette friends, because they're too drunk. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't do that. <laughs> Take care of each other, please. So yeah, there are a lot of other stories. I'm not going to like tell them all in this one episode because I'm sure I have a couple other good ones that I, I have saved for a, for a later date. But I feel like pop culture week, it's been very quiet. I don't watch The Bachelor, as I've said before. Very into Tyler C and Gigi Hadid. I think they are so wild. And I mean, she went from like an alleged heroin addict, former boy band member to this hot all-American looking dude. So very interesting. Very interesting. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope I did this episode justice. I kind of feel like I might have missed a couple points, but I'm sorry that the audio isn't great either. I know that's so frustrating. As I said, hopefully it'll get better. And season two is almost over, guys, and I'm very sad about it. A lot of people keep asking if I'm going to cover season three. I think what, like I said, what I'm going to do is just a long episode about it. I'll go into some like key moments. It's just, it's tough. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch season three again. But if you haven't watched it, I suggest giving it a try. The first three episodes are pretty rough and then it kind of chills out because they, they forced like the mean girl thing a little too much with Kendra and Cammy and Tessa and Rocky. I mean, Tessa and Rocky weren't, weren't mean, but I think that they tried a little bit too hard to make it like, look at these outcasts trying to get in with the mean girls. I don't know. But Rocky is probably, she's probably in like my top five out of all three Laguna like season cast members. Does that make sense? If I had to pick five cast members that I love, Rocky would be in it for sure. And this is like not knowing them personally at all. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Like obviously I try not to be super biased, but I am, but I try and stick up for everybody so it doesn't matter. But yeah, some hopefully some big things are happening with my page next year, couple months, give it a few years years months not years hopefully not years okay hopefully not years but a few months there should be some fun stuff popping up and I hope you guys stick around and thank you so much for listening um make sure you subscribe rate comment tell your mom to follow my page tell your friends to follow 
And I just wanted to kind of talk about something a little bit more serious. Um, from Sunday, September 8th to Saturday, September 14th, it's National Suicide Prevention Week in the United States. And I kind of just want to do a little PSA. Everybody goes through something. Everybody has their own struggles. And depression looks different on everybody. So that's definitely something to remember. I just want to say if you're having any hard times, if you have any, you know, tough thoughts or anything like that, you're not alone. Most people have had to deal with things that they don't think they can get through. Most people have been affected by mental health somehow, maybe even suicide. And I just, I want, I wanted to just jump on and say that you're not alone. There are so many people who care about you, who love you. And I want everyone to know, like, you're a light in somebody's life. Even if you feel like the light inside of you has dimmed, so many people think you're beautiful. I just really want to come on and say that. I know I like to joke a lot and talk Laguna, talk about being stupid drunk, doing pop culture, whatever. But mental health is really important. And it's something I struggle with. If you had to talk to me six years ago, I would have told you the only reason that I was alive is so I could meet my niece. And I know that's a really dark thing to end with, but I want you guys to know there's so much ahead of you if you are feeling sad. And also reach out to people. Because like I said, depression looks different on everybody, and it's really, really, really important to check on people. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Again, I know it's kind of like a tough subject to end on, but I really think it's something we should talk more about. And I promise if you are feeling really shitty right now, you're not alone and you can work through it. I I really believe in you. So I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. 